0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along
2: today. Yeah. It's been a sad day. It's been uh, an odd day, I would say. Uh, Kathy's taking the day off. She's uh, spending some time with family, which is good. A little r and I don't know. Um, have you carried this? Is this particular... To us here because we are a Christian radio station. And what happened yesterday, the disclosure by the Supreme Court, the uh, grand jury report that detailed the abuse of a thousand kids across the state of Pennsylvania for the last 70 years. I mean, I, I went home last night and I plowed through it, I read it page by page by page. Uh, Quite honestly, it's demonic. I, I make no bones about it. This is abuse of the highest order. This is Satan in the middle of the mix of how Satan works in the darkness to separate us from Jesus. I believe that to the core of my bones. This is, this is Satan in the world. This is evil. How How can this even be? How can church leaders stand up and say, essentially, we apologize, we're doing our best, and we promise to do better? There has to be more than that, and I wonder today— what it was like at Catholic masses across the state, across Western Pennsylvania. Now, I know that Bishop Zubik spoke. He apologized. I got to be honest, it doesn't feel – I don't know what I'm looking for, but it certainly does not feel like it's enough, that there has to be something. I think there has to be some physical action that has to take place by church leaders. And, you know, I'm going to talk about this at length today. We're going to do most of the show about this with various guests because, you know, this is not a Catholic station, but, but the fact is that the Catholic Church here in Pittsburgh, I mean, it's huge. 75, 80% of the population would identify themselves as Catholics and across the country as well. It, more people are Catholics in the United States than any other denomination. Now, look, if, if you're a Presbyterian, if you're a Southern Baptist, if you're a Methodist, or whatnot, the numbers pale by comparison. So in many ways, as the Catholic Church goes, so goes Christendom. I'm not talking about theology. I'm just talking about the weight of the numbers and the force and the power of the people within that church. Now there has to be a reckoning. Truly, there has to be something done about this abuse, a physical manifestation. And I don't even know what that, what that looks like. Would it were that all Catholic bishops in some way repented physically, a physical sign that there was a moment where they assembled and they got down on their knees in a public setting and they begged for forgiveness. Would that be? Would that be enough? No, clearly it's not enough. But there has to be a physical sign that there is a true investment in repentance in this deep and brutal abuse. I've run out of adjectives, haven't you? When you read through these pages after pages of small. Of small children being abused as the State Attorney General. And, and kudos to the State Attorney General, for Josh Shapiro and his entire staff, for that grand jury, for those years and years of drilling down deep and digging hard and talking to people. Over two years, thousands and thousands of hours. God bless them all. Truly, God bless them all. And for those victims yesterday at that press conference, I mean, that was... It was harsh and beautiful at the same time to see those people crying as a group, those 20-plus people, just a small percentage of the people, obviously, who were at that press conference. But as we watched it here, as Mike and Kath and I watched it, we cried. You cannot help but be moved by seeing the brokenness. And for the first time ever, there was a public reckoning, reckoning of that. I mean, this is abuse of the highest order. This is Satan, demonic, evil. I went home last night and I looked at my children. Did you do that? I looked at my kids and I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, I, I wonder about this. And So we, I, I grew up in a Catholic family. I'm one of seven children. That's Catholic. I'm one of seven children. Now, my father was not a Catholic, but my mother, when she married my father, she said, if you're going to marry me, our children have to be raised in the Catholic Church. My father was raised in the Protestant Church. He agreed to do so. And when he agreed to do that, he was essentially shunned by his mother and father, by his family. He was shunned. We were not regular guests at my grandparents' house. We were not, because we were the Catholic family. So my father paid a price loving my mother and raising seven kids. But I do know this, if we ever had any problem at our Catholic school that we attended, where my father and mother, you know, they, like everybody, they sacrificed, they sent us to the school. My father paid a price. He worked three jobs to send us to that school. he's long since gone. But if he would know now that I'm not a Catholic, (laughs) God bless him. All that sacrifice. But if we ever had a problem with the nuns and there was few and far between, we would go home and say something to my dad and my dad would show up at the, at the school. And he would speak his mind. He would not kowtow because he was not raised in the Catholic Church. So the idea of, you know, the priest and the nuns as some higher order uh, above us mere mortals, that did not sit well with him. So he spoke his mind forcefully. And he was our advocate. Would there be an advocate, an outside principal or group of people who would hold the Catholic Church accountable in this brokenness? I don't think we need more press conferences by the bishop where there is this apology that quite honestly runs thin to me. It feels emotionless and it feels corporate is what it feels like. It feels as though it's also almost a um, a corporate statement that there is this. Corporate speak. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? The the corporations somehow mess up and there's a faux pas and then there's a press release or a a spokesperson, you know, comes out for Procter & Gamble or whomever and says something. And, you know, it's all very clearly lawyered out. That's what it feels like. Would it be instead that there was actual, true, heartfelt... Deep and strong repentance from the church. Quite honestly, I I believe that there must be a purge in the Catholic Church to expel and to punish these sex predators. It must be brutal and ruthless and far-reaching. There's no other way at this point. How does the church rid itself of its evil? How does it? I mean, I just read yesterday... The Willow Creek, a non-denominational Christian church, paid $3.25 million to victims of sexual abuse. That's on the Catholic Church. Now, you know, in all those years that the church has been covering up these sexual abuses, how many millions and millions of dollars are they spent on this? Why is this important? It's important to us. If you're a Catholic, of course, it's very important. But as a non-Catholic, it is still important, deeply important. Because the power structure of those who would speak for Christ, assume a Christ-like continence, whether it's the local pastor at your church, a Presbyterian pastor who you respect, admire, think of him as a, quote, man of God, he holds that mantle as well as the local parish priest. There has to be a reckoning. We'll take a quick break and come back. We're going to talk in just a, a few minutes uh, with uh, Peter Herbick. Peter's the Vice President, Director of Missions for Renewal, for Renewal Ministries. We're going to go on and have this show and talk about this. Uh, you want to reach me? Email's real simple, John Hall at wordfm.com. I'd love to hear from you, John Hall at com. Give me your thoughts. And later on, we'll open up the phone lines as well, okay? And uh, take your comments and concerns and all of that as uh, I am uh, Opining here. Stick around. This is the ride home with John and Kathy. Back in a few minutes.
3: 101.5 WORD.
4: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. Where are
3: there's an app for that, right?
4: On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com, on christianradio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD.
5: Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There's so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And on the web at MarleyFG. .com. She just made me feel so comfortable and I've been going to her ever since.
6: After avoiding the dentist for years, an emergency led Pamela to Dr. Megan Stock.
5: She made me feel very much at ease. She didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth and she was just very easy to talk to.
6: She not only found a dentist, she found a friend.
5: I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright beautiful smile which I really
3: wanted to have for a long time.
6: Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dentistry
3: Life doesn't stop on the weekends, and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of The Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull.
6: You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventech will repair and replace forced air central AC and even offers split mini duct units to heat and cool individual rooms with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661.
2: I truly believe that this sex scandal, once again, this sex abuse scandal, is of Satan, that this darkness that covers the Catholic Church is demonic, that is evil of the highest order. There's this, this invisible battle that's going on that we cannot either see nor uh, engage with. Um, we can certainly be part of that battle by our prayer life, but how does the Catholic Church hit the reset button? Is that even possible? This purge, is that possible as well, within the highest order of the church? Peter Herbeck is with us. Peter's the Vice President, Director of Missions for Renewal Ministries. For more than 30 years, Peter's actively involved in evangelization, Catholic renewal throughout the United States, Canada, Africa, Eastern Europe. Peter's co-host of the weekly television program, The Choices We Face, and Crossing the Goal. He also hosts the daily radio show, Fire on the Earth. Here to talk to us about a piece that he wrote called, Our Time of Visitation. Peter, welcome to the show. How are you, sir?
7: Hey, Thanks, Good to be here.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So, Peter, uh, you're not a Pittsburgher. You're not even in, in uh, Pennsylvania. But clearly you've uh, witnessed uh, this report yesterday. And uh, what a sad, sad day it is for Catholics all over the world. Uh, talk to us about this tipping point that you talk about in our time of visitation.
7: Yeah. First, I just want to say how then I read through uh, some of the news reports on it. I've been mean, following this stuff, you know since the Dallas Charter in 2002, in various ways, uh, it's horrific, it's sickening, it's wicked, as you were saying, it's evil, it's a, there's a lot of, at core is a deep spiritual battle, and one of the things you see is really how far the human heart can fall, yeah. and how, how much when, when we say yes to sin, and serious sin, and feeding our, 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 worst, our worst side, it can lead to just horrific kind of things, the kind of things we're reading about now, and it's heartbreaking, and for the people who suffered it, it's staggering to think what they went through. And uh, I'm just—I feel as a just as a Catholic, as a Christian, as a fellow disciple—I just feel such a tremendous um, sadness, sorrow, and desire to to see the Church repent with, as Saint Paul talks about in Second Corinthians chapter seven, that the kind of repentance that actually leads to change and to. Salvation and, and a, with deep indignation, Saint Paul says, with alarm, with zeal, with yes. longing to make right what went wrong. This is where we need to go. I mean, I mean, policies and legal decisions and all that needs to happen. Criminals need to get punished if it need You know, uh, victims need to be loved and cared for and given a voice. All those kinds of things are so fundamental. But what the Lord's after in the hierarchy among the clergy, among all of us is a deep examination of our hearts before him and he's seeking repentance and conversion throughout the whole body and, all. and I think all of us to uh, have at this moment John a sense of like righteous anger makes a lot of sense and sure. it's, it's totally understandable it's shocking to have the sense of just no more of this. Right. We're not doing this anymore.
2: I mean, I have a lot of friends, Peter, who are they, they. have a sense of rage about them. I mean, you know, if you had a baseball bat in their hands, they would be prone to use it if there was something close by. Yeah. Uh, but but here's, here's the problem, Peter. When I hear the church leaders respond to this report, whether here locally or across the state, <laughs> there's something emotional that is lacking, and I, it, which yeah. grieves me. It feels as though it's corporate speak, it's lawyer speak, there's something that's deeply disconnected here, and I believe because of that, this renewal or this cleaning of house, this purge that I would hope would happen is not going to happen. I believe the wagons are going to circle and they're going to hope that the the hierarchy will um, this will blow over and will continue on business
8: as usual
7: no i I can uh you know since feel your sentiment there I think something deeper is going to go on because the Lord is going to insist on it in the church. And here's what, here's why I say that. I, as I mentioned in this letter, and the reason I wrote the letter was uh, a few years ago, in twenty summer of 2016, I was in Uganda, Africa with a team from Renewal Ministries giving a retreat to about 350 to 400 priests and bishops from five East African countries. And uh, it was a wonderful week there. Uh, one day after communion, a daily mass after communion, I went back to my seat and was just having a, just quietly sitting, there, and I felt the Lord prompting me to, get out my journal. Mm-hmm. And so I got it out and I thought it might be just a kind of impersonal, personal encouraging word or something or it was going to give. I was trying to just listen, you know, how you do that with your heart the best you can. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, right when I began to just, uh, really listen and try to engage the Lord, I felt like the fear of the Lord come upon me, like a holy fear of God. <laughs> and I sensed the Lord saying, and I wrote it down, I could show you my journal from two years ago, uh, where I felt like the Lord said my discipline and my judgment has been on my church and it's going to intensify and my judgment is going to come in the world. What I'm going to do is I'm going to expose, I'm going to expose the hypocrisy in my church. I'm going to expose the hypocrisy in the world and I'm going to bring down idols and I'm going to break strongholds and the chains that are binding my people. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those moments where I just knew mm-hmm. it was the Lord. There was more to it than that, but that's the nugget. Yeah. And I felt like the Lord was saying uh, more people, more sin was going to be revealed, and he was going to be doing it both in the church and in the world. And his purpose, I just had a real clear picture, just a sense of the Lord's purpose. And that is, you know, the in reality, the discipline of the Lord has been on the church for some time in this area. Yes. In 2002— the bishops made some strides, you know, that they did make some strides and they did make some changes, but it's as though the deep wound and the source of the wound, it's like the knife did not go deep enough to cut out what was at the root of it. Cause there's a deep bondage and spiritual stronghold that's at the root of this and poli- change of policy and all that is helpful. Handling it differently is helpful, but you have to face The deeper fundamental problem and i believe that's what the lord is going after and how do i see that the uh you know the 2002 charter in dallas there was a you know zero tolerance approach was was intended to be taken many dioceses have made huge strides in that direction yes but one of the things that didn't happen was the bishops because of the way it all worked out the bishops themselves were not put under the same scrutiny and the same level of accountability that the priests were so local. Ways, so right?
2: then, local priests were under a different order of power or control, but the bishops themselves were sort of laissez-faire.
7: I'm not sure they were laissez-faire, but what they should have done, and I'm not sure all the reasons why. I think one of the issues why they didn't put in the in the policy that it include the bishops that it's the Pope himself and the Vatican that have direct authority and responsibility over the bishops. I'm sure some level of accountability could be sent, but the, the, the accountability link is supposed to be right there. I see. So there's reasons for that. So, but uh, to the point, more to the point, um, that was not enough. That was not enough, and Rome, for some reason, what needed to happen at that level did not happen. And the Lord is continuing to go deeper, and He's not going to stop until He gets that root, that deep root of sin that's holding the church in this particular area. It's not like it's the only thing happening. For in the sure, church. but this is key. Yeah. This is very big. And, and one of the, the second thing that was kind of disingenuous about the report, the John Jay report, which was very, very thorough, that led up to the Dallas Charter, made it clear, um, looking at all the different cases across the country of, of abuse. And uh, what is clear is that some of it was pedophilia, that is, um, young children much of it the majority of it was uh you know post was pubescent adolescence it was adolescent boys young boys so it would right young boys and so what it what it ended up communicating and what they got defensive i think was they didn't want to say that it was a homosexual problem but it was a problem of of men who have particular um, Arrested development and issues in their life that have attraction to prepubescent boys.
2: Right. Okay. Now, so Peter, uh, last week we had Rod Dreher with us on the air, and he yeah. he tackled this question very okay. succinctly, and he talked about sure. this. You know, in the 1960s, for whatever reason, you know, societal changes, there were a large majority of young homosexual men headed into the Catholic seminaries. The hierarchy that were in the order of the of the Catholic seminary power structure, they prayed on these young seminarians, and then a small percentage of the young seminarians then went and prayed on young children. That power structures is there, which in many ways, Rod Dreher is saying, still exists to this day. What do you think?
7: There, there really is a dimension of, it, uh, dimension of it that remains today. And I'd say, you know, I know some of the bishops in, in Pennsylvania, and I have a significant amount of respect for the bishops there that I know. And so I think the reason I wrote the article, John, was this, to say The key for the Church, and it's a chance for the Church, what's happening is the Lord is bringing a severe mercy. He's deepening the exposure of sin in the Church because he wants it dealt with. And by exposing key leaders, someone as prominent as Archbishop McCarrick, he's not the only guy who's compromised at that level. Um, He's revealing it because he's he's appealing, in fact he's demanding, the Lord is demanding repentance from his leaders and to and to get after the the systemic root of sin that's still present in the life of the church it's meant to instill the fear of god a healthy fear of god you know not what it were. not yes. the unhealthy but a healthy fear of god that that creates zeal for holiness and righteousness and a desire to see uh, those who are trapped get released those who are being abused to get freed those who are still controlling and engaged in the stronghold to get exposed to the light of day and to be dealt with. And so there is no question. Now, it's very really important for us to make a distinction. There are same-sex attracted priests out there. There are some same-sex attracted priests who are living out their vocation fully. What the, the voices that are emerging in the Church today are not necessarily talking about them. They're talking about um, the kind of things we read about. We read about in the Pennsylvania report. Yeah. These These are men who are in severe bondage. Is it as broad as it was before 2002 and beyond? I would say it's probably not as broad, but it's still there, and it's very real, and it has to get dealt with. So I think the Lord, I believe the Lord is giving us a chance, and I think um, the image of the church in Ephesus, John, from the book of Revelation that I mentioned in my letter, where, where Jesus speaks to the church in Ephesus, and he's saying, you know, you've done many things right, but I have this against you. And he brought a correction against them and said, "Um, you've lost your first love. And he said, he really demands, he commands them to respond to the situation because it's unsustainable.
2: It cannot go on. It can't. Peter Herbick is with us. He's vice president, director of missions for renewal ministries. So, Peter, this conversation and a conversation we had last week with a friend of ours, Rod Dreher, who is also a writer. by By saying homosexual men in many ways have dominated seminaries and have sullied and darkened the Catholic Church, this is dangerous culturally because, you know, we're, now we're talking and people would say, well, you homophobes, you bigots, this is wrong. You know, this goes against the cultural norm that's happened in the last couple of years where now there's celebration of homosexuality. This is dangerous territory for a lot of people. So I wonder, does the Catholic Church leadership have the strength to step forward and dig down deep and pull those rotten roots out of there? Is that even a possibility? Because in all this conversation about the, you know, the, the Pennsylvania sexual abuse, uh, scandal. This has never come up. No one's even saying these words.
7: Yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a very good point, and I think the bishops are in a very difficult place. The Lord knows they're there, and the only way for them to go forward is to, in the fear of the Lord, to radically obey the Lord. The pressures on them to, to not address this directly are going to be enormous. And as you, as you point out, if they state it like it is, that there, there definitely is still in the church a dimension of kind of a homosexual cabal at some level that really is still living in this way. I, I don't believe it's as broad as it used to be. I, I could be wrong in that, but I think progress is... Nonetheless, it, the cut hasn't gone deep enough. And when they do that, if they do that, you're exactly right. The world's going to say, you're scapegoating. What you're doing is you're blaming a victim class of people who are absolutely innocent for the most part. And you're blaming them, so they're going to they're gonna be darned if they do and darned if they don't, the bishops. But what they have to do is their job is to root out the sin and bring light into the darkness. And each one of us will follow that. I mean, the disciples among us in the body of Christ will follow them. That will happen if they do it. And as you notice in the letter, what I, what I really sense prophetically is Jesus says to the church in Ephesus, number one, He says, remember the heights from which you have fallen. What are the heights? What's the first love? The commandment. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, your neighbors, yourself. Everybody, starting with those leaders, everybody in the church should be hearing this, and all of us, again, examine ourselves. Where am I in relationship to this commandment? So that's number one. Number two, repent. Repent. Wherever we're not aligned in agreement with God and God's plan, God's purpose, God's revelation, we need to get aligned with the Lord. This is a moment of opportunity for us. So that's what repentance means. From the heart, right to the root, something radical, deep down, wanting to align with Jesus. And then he said, then act. And so then from the bishops on down, we need to say, how are we in the areas of responsibility we have first over each one of our lives? How am I living in relationship to that command of the Lord? Am I really radically pursuing him in holiness? How am I doing it in my marriage? How am I doing it in my home? Yes. How am I doing it where I have responsibilities? And let's all hear because this is the point of what's happening. And the as you notice, not only are the sins of the church being revealed, but notice how many of the idols of the culture have been exposed now, the Without Me Too movement and other things. Yep. And what the Lord is showing the church and the world is the emptiness of uh, the life of empty show that so many of us even the baptized are pursuing man if i just had their power or their influence or their popularity i will be happy <laughs> and that some of the biggest icons in society are being brought down and the lord is exposing the emptiness of of the idols that.
2: We and you see how hollow that is. Peter, uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time here to shine this light on something that uh, people don't want to talk about. My friend, blessings on your ministry. It's been a great pleasure to, for you to be with us here today. Peter Herbick, our time of visitation.
6: RPTS, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze presents the 2018 Westminster Conference, Saturday, September 8th, at Memorial Park Church in Allison Park. Join Doctors Ligan Duncan, Joel Beakey, Michael Lefebvre, and RPTS President Barry York for this year's theme, Soundly Preaching the Word of God, Preaching that is Plain, Faithful, Wise, and Zealous. The 2018 Westminster Conference, bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st century. Register now at rpts.edu. You
5: know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards and they love me. I was using them as a source of income and then I got behind in my payments and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy
9: monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Call 1-800-936-5496. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find
2: extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies, Protect your vehicle with spray-on liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net.
0: On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl... Oh, heart one man will bring her tums ultra strength i'm on my way don't get wrecked by heartburn nothing works faster than tums your mustard's fast but my tums are faster and with tums on the go rules it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind
5: you did it
0: yeah you going to finish that corn dog? Tom's Tum, Tum. Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Mothers
5: Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877 MADHELP or visit mad.org. That's m a d . o r g.
10: After a warm and muggy afternoon, we'll stay humid tonight with increasing clouds falling to a low of 67. Clouds will mixed with some sunshine tomorrow for another humid day with a shower or thunderstorm around mainly in the afternoon. We'll rise to a high of 81. And tomorrow night and Friday, mostly cloudy skies, more showers and thunderstorms to contend with. A low of 69 tomorrow night, a high of 79 on Friday. I'm Aki Weather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
2: Hey, you know what? It's Kennywood Day. Word FM Day at Kennywood Park. How about that? Uh- Kenny Woods our very own Kenny Woods is out there right now along with Timmy the intern Diane I think the sales office has been uh, empty all day long all the salespeople and their families have been at Kenny or at Kennywood Park right now of course management's out there new Mike and I I think we're the only two in the whole building right now who are not at Kennywood Park from word FM hey let's go to Kennywood Park right now and speak to Kenny Kenny Woods hey Kenny uh, you know uh, right now in the news what, what happened with the train derailment last week and messing up the port authority on the south side and then of course the news of... Thomas the Tank Engine, the new ride at Kennywood Park, that that derailed. You might want to not go on those, uh, those train rides out there at Kennywood Park. You might instead just want to hang out and do the Thunderbolt as much as possible. What do you say?
4: Yeah, John, uh, nothing that I know of has gone off the rails so far today. Everything is running safe and sound. Thunderbolt passing overhead. We are at Kennywood Park on Word FM Day at Kennywood, and we are having a great time. The whole Word FM crew is here. and We'd love to be able to see you here, too, uh, because we've got all kinds of great... We brought the whole vehicle full of prizes out here today, and uh, we would love to give you some cool Word FM summertime prizes as we're winding down into the final weeks of summer, and we are... uh, Hoping to see you here today, too. Now, uh, the really cool part, by the way, this report is brought to you by j and Waterproofing, our good friends and sponsors here today. Uh, uh, when you come on out, before you come, make sure you print out your $23 Word FM listener discounted ticket. You can get those by going to wordfm.com slash Kennywood. And if you do that real quick, print it out, bring it with you, you'll save $23 on each ticket. So, even if you just come from this point on for the end of the night... It'll be worth your while to save all that money. We were just talking to somebody over at our location at the Parkside Cafe, who uh, was telling us that they did that this very—they did that very thing this morning. They heard us talking about it on the radio. They printed out their ticket and they saved a lot of money. So you can do do that, and we'll see you here again. We're over at the Parkside Cafe. Well, everybody, but me, right now. I'm trying to corral Word FM impressionable young intern, little Timmy, who's riding the Thunderbolt as many times as he possibly can today, and that's not going to be pretty. At Kennywood Park for Word FM Day, I'm Kenny Woods on the ride home with John and Kathy.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Have fun out there with Timmy, the intern. Kenny Woods. What were his parents thinking when they named that poor boy? Hey, uh, we'll take a quick break. Come back. uh, Stick around. we got lots more ahead. The ride home here with John and Kathy. Get on out to Kennywood Park. Get those discount tickets now. WordFM.com.
3: 101.5 WORD.
4: Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. With the best new music. (laughs) New 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 music. Music from Sanctus Real, confidence. So I can face my with confidence, You Say by Lauren Daigle, and everything new from Toby Mac.
11: I see you.
4: The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. If you're
12: paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans, and giving you the freedom to see all Almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the healthcare plan that is saving families twenty thousand dollars a year, and over one million Americans have already taken advantage of this game-changing healthcare program. Call 80-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save fifty percent or more on group medical insurance with Health Sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year. So don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174.
13: This is today's entertainment answer. Eva Langoria stars in the new film Dog Days, but is she a dog
5: lover? Yes, I'm a dog lover. I have a French Bulldog. I have a Maltese. I have so many dogs in my life. I love them. Dogs in particular are just so loving and so happy to see you. No matter what happens in their lives, they're always happy to see you. You. i don't trust anybody who doesn't like dogs
13: dog days rated pg now in theaters for this entertainment answer i'm matt mungle
11: angie's list has collected millions of verified reviews of local home service providers and now they're free for everyone to read angie's list makes it easy for you to find top quality service providers in your area for any type of home project Search for a great pro in your area or let Angie's List instantly match you to a few who can do the job. To get the most reviews from real customers all for free, go to angieslist.com today.
6: While it's back to school for everyone else, you're looking to take your next step. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is, Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app, and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at ExpressPros.com or call 412-264-2000. No cover up at all in the diocese of Pittsburgh.
7: I can say that from uh, my perspective. I, I mean, you're going back 70 years. I can't speak for people back, but I would have to say that in terms of the 30 years that I've been associated uh, on and off with the diocese of Pittsburgh, that's not there would not would not be cover ups.
14: This is not a matter that is subject to interpretation or opinion. It is fact. That's Bishop
2: Zubek and then a rebuttal by Attorney General from the state of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, from yesterday. Uh, With us right now is uh, George Newmeyer. George is a contributing editor to The American Spectator, author of the new book, The Political Pope. George, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, George, I, I appreciate you being with us, and I really admire your work these last several years. I mean, you've been on point, especially looking at uh, former bishop of the, the city of Pittsburgh and now Cardinal Whirl. You, you've made it your business to really uh, look at him deeply. Can, can you talk to us about Cardinal World and, and what it is about him that makes you want to follow that closely?
15: Well, he's, he's just not a straight shooter. You know, he's not uh, direct and honest. He uh, tends to be very, uh, um, I would say, uh, deceptive. And uh, he, in my view, he's uh, a kind of double dealer. You know, he pretends to be uh, a good, you know, orthodox bishop, but in fact, uh, behind the scenes, he's in cahoots with the worst elements in the Catholic Church, and he's protecting those elements. As we saw with his predecessor, Cardinal McCarrick, who was a a full-blown gay predator, something which Whirl had to have known since everybody else did, and since uh, World is probably one of the most well-connected prelates in all of America. You know, no, nobody is closer to the Vatican than Whirl is. You know, so he's part of the Vatican's inner circle, and we know that the Vatican knew all about the, the predatory habits of, of uh, World's predecessor, Cardinal McCarrick. So no. I just, I smelled a rat with Whirl. Uh, several years ago, you know, many years ago actually, and I, uh, I've been pursuing uh, reporting on him. Uh, I, you know, I knew that he was living. He has been living, I think, for many, many years a kind of double life. You know, he's uh, he pretends to be the face of, you know, the, the humble Church of Pope Francis, but in fact, he lives in a luxury penthouse on Embassy Row, on a floor that's probably worth about twelve million dollars. Wow. I, re- I ran into somebody who described himself to me as the Cardinal's personal chef. Uh, he was coming out of uh, the Cardinal's garage at 10 o'clock at night in a flashy white Mercedes. And uh, he said, he, he said I'm, I'm the personal chef for Cardinal World." And I said, oh, I didn't know Cardinal Worrell had a personal chef. He said, yes, I'm an archdiocesan employee. So I called over to the archdiocese and I said, is this guy an archdiocesan employee? And they, never would, they would never answer the question. And to this day, I don't know if this guy was an archdiocesan employee. I was told that after my report appeared, the guy disappeared. Wow. And I I can't confirm that. I do know for a fact that the pre-secretary of Cardinal Moral, Father Charles Cortanovas, about a week or so after my article appeared, he... uh, left the uh, residence of Cardinal Worrell and became uh, a pastor at a Maryland parish, and I assumed that he asked for that transfer.
2: I see. So at the, the the core of this rotten, demonic mess, and, and I believe that in the middle of all this, truly Satan lives, that there is this... And and, and I know by saying this, it just inflames a a secular perspective. There is essentially a homosexual thread that runs through the Catholic Church in the United States that uh, has its home in seminaries. And then finds its way into young seminarians, and then goes out into parishes locally, and and from that cardinal whirl sits at the middle of it all, and it finds its way up into the Vatican. That's not an exaggeration or an overstatement, is it?
15: No, it's not. The, the gay mafia extends from Rome to Washington D.C. to San Francisco. You know, to uh, you know, Munich, Germany. It, it, it expands the entire globe. Yeah, the, the Church has an immense gay mafia problem, and uh, Cardinal McCarrick, you know, was obviously a charter member of that gay mafia. Uh, Cardinal Worrell is, is um, I, w- I would argue that Cardinal Worrell is one of the architects, actually, of the gay mafia in the sense that he, uh, you know, he, he's known all about the McCarricks in the Church, and he's protected them. And uh, he knows perfectly well that these guys are pederasts. And he's protected them, and he did that up in Pennsylvania, and then he did it with his predecessor, Cardinal McCarrick, in Washington, D.C.
2: So then, George, if it, it is so deep within the Catholic Church, it goes all the way to the Vatican, the Pope himself, I'm sure, is well aware of this and allows it to thrive.
15: Well, the, the, the un- ugly bottom line here is that the gay mafia actually elected Pope Francis, People like Cardinal McCarrick elected Pope Francis. In fact, McCarrick was going around bragging about how he had lobbied for the election of Pope Francis. And so people like McCarrick, Wuerl, uh, the most liberal, the most morally relativistic bishops or cardinals across the world, they're the ones who voted for Pope Francis. They're Hmm. the ones who elected Pope Francis. And they knew what they were getting. They knew they were going to get a pope whose signature line is, who am I to judge? Yes. And I don't I don't know if you remember the context of that line, but the, the context of the line was uh, Pope Francis was talking about the ecclesiastical head of the, of the Vatican Bank, who is Monsignor Rica, who has been implicated in multiple gay scandals. It's not even a it's not even a question that he's uh, a charter member of the Gay Mafia. And the Pope knew all about this. He knew all about this guy's record. This guy had been found trapped in an elevator with a rent boy, and the, you know, the firemen had to. <laughs> Had to uh, fish them out of the elevator, and this this was all well documented by Sandro Magister, a veteran Vatican correspondent. The Pope knew all about this, and he still allowed Monsignor Rica to be the ecclesiastical head of the Vatican Bank, a position which he holds to this day, and it's a position which he uh, in which he works with Cardinal World. So, well, the- Cardinal World is very immersed in the affairs of the Vatican Bank. He's on the patrimony of the Holy See. Uh, so was uh, McCarrick. It was connected to the Vatican Bank. So all these guys, the the, the guy, the, if you follow the money in the Catholic Church, you will find on that money the fingerprints of the gay mafia.
2: Oh my goodness gracious! So then, then having said all that, and and laying this map out for us. Is there any hope at all that what happened here in local parishes in the city of Pittsburgh, where there was sadomasochistic sex, where little girls were raped in, in hospital beds and all that horror, Is there any chance at all that there would be a a purge and a a writing of purity that would ever find its way back into the Catholic Church, or is this so far gone, it'll never find its way back to the purity and holiness of Jesus Christ?
15: It's going to take many, many years for this virus to be cleansed from the system of the Church, and it's going to require that all the people who, in one way or another, are connected to it. They all have to be removed from from the hierarchy of the church, or, or from the uh, top echelon of the church. The church has to start in terms of leadership from scratch. It has to find men who are not in any way connected to this, and that, and they have to find cardinals and bishops who are committed to holiness and to orthodoxy and to the actual discipline of the church. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I, there's no, you know, for this to never happen again the church would have to go back to the rigor and the orthodoxy and the discipline that it once exhibited. Hmm.
2: So in many ways, uh, you know, as yesterday, as this unfolded here, we watched it live locally uh, in the television studios here. To see this, I mean, it it just broke our hearts, and and we're not even Catholic. And and to see this happen and and to wonder, you know, what it's going to take, I mean, I, I would imagine that this Sunday, uh, church attendance across the country would be down, I think especially here uh, uh, in western Pennsylvania and across the state, that the church itself would shrink. And I, 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 just from my own perspective, that's a good thing, that the less people that would attend, that the less money that goes into the coffers, that the less support that's shown for the current leadership and the hierarchy within the church would in some ways hasten the expulsion of those leaders.
15: Well, I, I certainly think Catholics should withhold their money from all of these people who are complicit in the scandal. And you should never give a dime to an archdiocesan annual appeal, because that just goes into the pockets of the Cardinal Worlds and the Cardinal McCarricks, and they use that money to buy penthouses and to buy beach houses and to live lavishly and to travel the globe. Never give money to those things. Just give your money to, to the missionaries of charity and orders that you know are real, are uh, undeniably good, and give your money to services that are undeniably good and to, and to you know people who are undeniably good, but I would never put it into a general archdiocesan fund because that thing just ends up underwriting the double lives of the cardinal McCarrick and the cardinal worlds
2: i 'm into that well, George, thanks enough a lot. really appreciate the time here to uh, to raise the specter of the uh, the horror that 's going on in the Catholic Church. George Neumeyer, contributing editor to the American Spectator, author of the new book, The Political Pope. We'll take a break and uh, come back in a few minutes. Stick around. Uh, the sadness of yesterday bleeds over in today in this conversation.
16: I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped
0: for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-452-6990. That's 800-452-6990, 800-452-6990, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
8: Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord, available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold.
9: Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976
2: it's Word FM Day at Kennywood Park, and quite honestly, the studios are empty. New Mike and I are here. Kath isn't here. The sales staff long since gone. Management, I don't think, even ever showed up today. Everybody's at Kennywood Park, and our own Kenny Woods, and truly, what were his parents thinking? Our own Kenny Woods is now at Kennywood. Hey, Kenny, um... You know, Timmy, the intern, and you, you've been together all day long here, and uh, one of the weird things at Kennywood Park is the, the Laughing Sal, who for years was, you know, the, the mannequin of the woman in that little case outside of the train, and she's been moved to a new location, I understand, and so what I heard from one of our promotions people is that Timmy, the intern, somehow has developed a, an unhealthy fixation on Laughing Sal in the, the new location. Uh, Kenny, what's the deal there?
4: Well, John, I'll tell you what the deal is. They they moved Laughing Cell. She's no longer uh, right at the train station where she used to be. They put her between the train and the auto ride, I think. And, and so uh, little Timmy, who got all kind of hot and overheated, Searching for Laughing sal, uh, Was looking for something, you know, wet to do. So, uh, you, you know, the Log Jammer is closed this year. It's done. It's just a big pile of dirt there now. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, the uh, Raging Rapids were closed today. It's all dried up. Maybe it's done for the summer. I don't know. So he tried over the Pittsburgh Plunge, and the line was kind of long for that because it was the only water ride open today. So, <sighs> Word FM, impressionable intern, little Timmy, took a dive into the lake. It's embarrassing for all of us. Uh, But he's soaking wet. Some security people pulled him out. He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry. Uh, But I know his mom's probably all bothered now, but he's fine. Uh, But the trouble is uh, he's dripping wet. And so we had to send him into one of those drying areas. So while he's doing that, I'm here at the carousel, which is probably a nice safe ride for little Timmy. And uh, we're going to be here for a little while. Word FM Day at Kennywood Park is why we're here. And we'd love to see you. We're over, the rest of the crew, over at the Parkside Cafe giving away Word FM prizes and stuff. So stop on by. Maybe win yourself a cool prize. Say hi. We'd love to meet you. And if you haven't left the house yet, be sure to print out your Word FM listener discount ticket. You can save $23 today on a ticket if you're a Word FM listener by going to wordfm.com slash Kennywood. This update brought to you by J and D Waterproofing. Live at Kennywood Park for Word FM Day. I'm Kenny Woods on the ride home with John and Kathy. John, <laughs>
2: thanks, Kenny. Boy, I- I'm really sad to hear about Timmy the intern. He is uh, so deeply impressionable. But uh, well, he's a young intern, so he's going to find his way into trouble. Hey, uh, listen, there's still time to get over to Kennywood Park. Hope to see you there. Uh, I'm going to go a little later on, and quite honestly, I have no interest in riding the rides. So it- I'm going to get some fries, and I'm going to sit and just do little people watching. So keep an eye out for me. I'll be happy to go there. Mike, you're shaking your head. You you want to come along?
17: Not the people watch. That's so
2: weird. No, you people watch. That's what you do at nighttime. You just check everybody out.
18: Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh,
3: a service of Salem Media Group.
11: With SRN News, I'm Keith
6: Peters in Washington. Former CIA chief under President Obama, John Brennan, has had his security clearance revoked by President Trump.
5: Mr. Brennan has recently leveraged his status as a former high-ranking official with access to highly sensitive information to make a series of unfounded and outrageous allegations, wild outbursts on the internet and television about this administration.
4: In addition to Brennan, Sarah Sanders says others are having their security clearances reviewed. Including former FBI Director James Comey, former director Director of National Intelligence James Clapper and former CIA Director Michael Hayden. Also on the list, Susan Rice, Andrew McCabe, fired FBI counterintelligence officer Peter Strzok, FBI lawyer Lisa Page, and senior Justice Department official Bruce Orr. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally
6: Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 138 points, the NASDAQ dropped 97. This is SRN News.
18: In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper, or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Spring House in 84.
13: This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO, and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. RPTS, the Reformed
6: Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze, presents the 2018 Westminster Conference, Saturday, September 8th, at Memorial Park Church in Allison Park. Join Drs. Ligon Duncan, Joel Beakey, Michael Lefebvre, and RPTS President Barry York for this year's theme, Soundly Preaching the Word of God, Preaching that is Plain, Faithful, Wise, and Zealous. The 2018 Westminster Conference, bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st century. Register now at rpts.edu you Hi
12: everybody, this is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation.
8: Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl.
14: Call for a free
15: estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com.
10: After a warm and muggy afternoon, we'll stay humid tonight with increasing clouds falling to a low of 67. Clouds will mixed with some sunshine tomorrow for another humid day with a shower or thunderstorm around mainly in the afternoon. We'll rise to a high of 81. And tomorrow night and Friday, mostly cloudy skies, more showers and thunderstorms to contend with. A low of 69 tomorrow night, a high of 79 on Friday. I'm Akiweather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome.
2: Kathy's taking the day off, so uh, I'll be here solo in my steed, in her steed. New mics with me. Everybody else is at Kennywood Park because it's uh, Word FM day at Kennywood Park, which is good. Get out there and enjoy yourself while you can because summer is coming to a very quick, abrupt close, it feels like. I do not like this. So uh we are continuing on with our conversation that started yesterday and um you know if you're here in the state of Pennsylvania and especially here in the city of Pittsburgh uh, the the sad the brutal news of what happened with the Pennsylvania grand jury report indicting so many uh priests in the Catholic Church and you know I- We watched that press conference live yesterday, and kudos to the State Attorney General, Josh Shapiro. Him, Josh Shapiro, and his staff, they did a terrific job. I mean, it's a wonderful job in a a really difficult, heinous situation. So, uh, I mean, government takes its knocks, especially the government of the state of Pennsylvania. Oftentimes, it's well-deserved. But, boy, they rose to the occasion yesterday and uh, over these last couple of years— And they gave light to demonic, I would say, Satan activity within the corridors of the Catholic Church to look back 70 years up to today and hold accountable priests and bishops and cardinals who are here in the city of Pittsburgh held them accountable to grievous acts on small children. I mean, I went home yesterday and last night and I was so happy to see my two boys. Now, they are no longer little kids. But you know you you see your kids and you think get how, how could someone do that to a child and think that that was good or enjoyable I mean it it clearly it is of satan satan and so my prayer is that the catholic church will see this and purge Themselves of all of this, now I know that Bishop Zubik spoke of this yesterday and said, well, you know there's not there 's hardly been any uh, activity you know these cr- the, uh, criminal activities of sexual um, uh, proclivity on children since these new uh, new 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 programs have taken place over the last thirty years. I mean, I get that, but still there 's a cover up going on, and i don 't care what you say there 's a cover up going on, and uh, this is the face of the Catholic Church today, sadly. I would imagine that uh, attendance is going to be down this Sunday and many, many Sundays. And I say well, that is a good thing, that the church itself needs to shrink, that there has to be a purging of leadership and new policies put into place. There has to be holiness, a new form of, of, of purity in place. And, you know, I, the the only skin in the game as, as believers, as Christians – is that the Catholic Church is so big, so big across the United States of America that, you know, in some ways, you know, whether you're a Presbyterian or a Methodist or whatever stripe of Christendom that you follow, you have to look at the Catholic Church as the big dog because more people belong to the Catholic Church in this country than any other denomination combined. I know that's the truth. So that's why it matters. Truly, it does. And when you think about the Catholic Church here in the city of Pittsburgh and the so-called secret archives, to speak deeply of that cover-up, which involves the bishop and the cardinal world and who knew what, when, all that. I mean, never on this scale has there been anything like this that's been produced in black and white for you and I to see the light of day and to read on this. Please. As horrible as that report is, and, and, and it is horrible, you must engage in this. I think it's imperative that all Christians read through this as a, as a means of calling out this satanic darkness, this demonic evil that surrounds us here. If I was a Catholic, you'd think, oh, there's a deep sense of betrayal here. I mean, this is just... Horrible. You run out of adjectives, really, when you look at the actions perpetrated on little children. So, what goes on higher up? What's going on right now in seminaries in the state of Pennsylvania? And how does the church respond to this? I believe, you know, yesterday was by far not good enough because essentially it was corporate America lawyer speak. That's no good. What you need is true repentance. Sackcloth and, sackcloth and ashes. You need that. A reckoning. I mean, a real breakdown of leadership. A reset in every conceivable way. The light of day into this darkness, this demonic evil. It matters. It matters whether you are a Catholic or not. How we look at ourselves and how we treat our children. And how especially we look at leaders? That's the problem. Because in the Catholic Church for decades, for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, the the, the priests and the bishops and the cardinals, you know, they've assumed the mantle in some way of Jesus, which is BS. It's ridiculous, and you know it and I know it. There are men. They put their pants on one leg at a time just like you and I do. It's ridiculous. To assume that mantle of Christ. So a reckoning has to be done. Has to be. Otherwise, there's no point. There's no point. Anyway, we'll take a break. We're gonna come back. Rod Dreyer, who is a, a good friend of ours, has spoken and written eloquently about this, and he will join us in just a few minutes. Stay with us. It's the ride home with John and you.
18: 1.5 Word FM next time on Orchard Hill today
1: and I think what Paul's trying to do is this he's trying to convince us to have our story be defined by the story of God
11: This week, Dr. Terry Thomas, Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College and part-time teaching pastor at Orchard Hill Church, presents an in-depth study of the Book of Romans in the series Embracing Grace. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA,
5: COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? you know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com.
6: RPTS, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze, presents the 2018 Westminster Conference, Saturday, September 8th, at Memorial Park Church in Allison Park. Join Doctors Ligon Duncan, Joel Beakey, Michael Lefebvre and RPTS President Barry York for this year's theme Soundly Preaching the Word of God. Preaching that is plain, faithful, wise, and zealous. The 2018 Westminster Conference Bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st Century. Register now at rpts.edu.
11: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
6: I owe the IRS $37,000.
11: Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
16: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed... I didn't
6: know the IRS anything.
11: Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
0: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief.
11: Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779 seven nine
6: While it's back to school for everyone else, you're looking to take your next step. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app, and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at ExpressPros.com or call 412-264-2000.
14: If you look at the documents contained in the church's own secret archives that both then-Bishop World and Bishop Zubik had access to, uniquely had access to, it is clear that the cover-up occurred in the Pittsburgh Diocese as lo- along with every other diocese in Pennsylvania. The abuse occurred, and it was enabled by this cover.
2: That's Attorney General Josh Shapiro at yesterday's news conference detailing uh, the uh, Supreme Court's grand jury report that uh, was two years in the making. Rod Dreyer is back with us, Rod, senior editor at the American Conservative, the author of The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming and How Dante Can Save Your Life. Rod has written uh, extensively about uh, the Catholic Church debacle. He himself was once a Catholic, now is an Orthodox Christian. But, Rod, welcome back. How are you, sir?
19: I'm doing fine, John. Thanks for having me on.
2: My pleasure. Always my pleasure. So, Rod, um, I'm sure you watched yesterday and uh, have, uh, like a lot of us who were so uh, interested, read through at least portions of, if not the entirety of the the report uh, from the grand jury. What, What were your initial thoughts?
19: Well, John, we knew it was going to be an atomic bomb, and it was exactly that. Some of this stuff, it's so sickening to imagine that any human being could have done it, much less... A priest. And I think one of the things that jumps out at me is that we know that in any organization, the church is no different, you are going to have evil men. The thing that jumps out at me is that the men who weren't driven by uh, perverse sexual desires, the bishops, they allowed it to happen over and over and over again. I think this is something that it's going to take a long, long time, if ever, for these bishops to recover from.
2: So, what is this all about? Is this just. Power protecting power.
19: Well, it's it's hard to know if there's one exact cause for it, but I think part of it is uh, power protecting it itself. Yes, uh, these bishops trying to protect the image of the church uh, from outside scrutiny. I think in many cases it is um, protect. It's gay bishops protecting gay priests. Now the the report does not say that any of these bishops in Pennsylvania were gay. I'm talking about in general, that's what we're seeing nationwide with this thing. I think Cardinal McCarrick, pretty clearly gay right there, Uh, I think he did that uh, in his own ministry, and I think we may be seeing some of that here in Pennsylvania, but at this point, that's just conjecture.
2: Right. So so what's interesting is, because we talked a little bit about this last week, and you've written about this, that when you look at the overlay of the Catholic Church of the last four decades or so, what, what you're saying and what's come out is that essentially the hierarchy within the Catholic Church, within the seminaries, which are scattered across the United States, are overridden by gay leadership and when young seminarians come in some of them may have some gay leanings or not they are pressured into homosexual sex and then from that a small percentage of those men who've been preyed upon those young men then they prey upon younger children that's essentially the model and the scale that you've talked about right
19: yeah that i think that's exactly what's going on and in fact richard Seit, the late richard Seit, he died last week the foremost researcher in this field said that's exactly what was happening, and uh, I—it's I, just—it boggles the imagination to think that when any any man, any Christian, sees this sort of thing going on uh-huh. among men under his authority, that they would turn a blind eye to it. Yet we see this in the Pennsylvania grand jury report over and over and over again. And uh, one good thing about it, though, I'll, tell, I'll say this, is that these reports that the, that come out in the grand jury uh, findings, they're things that happened in the past. We don't have many of these things past 2002 when there were significant changes in the Catholic Church. I think we have to give the Catholic Church credit for that. At the same time, though, uh, my gosh, when you look at the scope and the horror of what did happen, including under Uh, Cardinal World, who was Bishop of Pittsburgh for 18 years, you have to wonder how any of these men can expect to lead with any moral authority. Cardinal World later this month, is supposed to be going to uh, Dublin, to Ireland, for the big world meeting of families the Catholic Church is putting on. He's scheduled to give a lecture there about the family. How a man like that can stand up there and, and speak with any authority, it, it makes a mockery of anything that's going to come out of his mouth, and it makes a mockery of the gospel, to be
2: quite honest. Amen to that. It truly does. So. Is there any accountability in this? I mean, clearly this goes all the way up to the Vatican and and to the Pope. I mean, um, we're talking in the four o'clock hour with George Newmeyer, and he said essentially that the gay mafia within the Catholic Church are the ones that elected Pope Francis. And so in many ways, Pope Francis is beholden to this, and that's why this will continue for the foreseeable future.
19: Well, that's speculation. It's speculation I happen to think is correct. Um, I, I don't know that Pope Francis is gay at all, but the the concern is, and George may have told you this, is that Pope Benedict resigned when he handed a report showing how extensive the gay infiltration of the upper reaches of the Catholic Church really is, and he realized he couldn't do anything about it, so he resigned. If that's true, then um, Francis is is their puppet, and uh, I don't look for Francis to do much of anything. Uh, on the other hand, when Francis. Went to Chile and found that there was a they were having a big abuse scandal there. He initially said the wrong thing, but then later backtracked, admitted his error, and accepted the resignation of a number of members of the Chilean bishops' conference. Right. I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen here though. I, a lot of people were saying earlier in the week. A lot of my sources in Washington were telling me that Cardinal World was going to resign. Really, he knew this was going to be a big thing. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. As soon as the uh, uh, Pennsylvania published its findings. World put up a website uh, defending himself, a slick website, uh, highly produced. He clearly knew something was coming. Looks like he's digging in for a fight.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about that website. Now, that's really weird. So, this website appeared last night, didn't it?
19: I believe so. That's when I first saw it.
2: Okay, so the website um, uh, clearly he had to hire someone, a, a public relations firm or whatever. Immediately on the on the World Wide Web, there were six or seven or even more articles outlaying, you know, resources and things like that. So this took a lot of time, a lot of thought, and all of a sudden it just appears as a, a response. Although no one said anything about it as a response, it's like it was always there, and Cardinal Wuerl was just sort of doing the right thing.
19: Yeah, that, well, that's what he planned. He clearly has, has been working on this for a while because he knew he was going to take a big hit in the grand jury uh, report. The thing is, John, this is not the sort of response you expect to see from a Christian leader. No. This is corporate PR. That, that's all it is. These bishops ought to be out there in sackcloth and ashes, but instead you see Cardinal Whirl going out there um, with, uh, with corporate therapeutic language Mistakes were made, that sort of thing. And it's just completely wrong from a Christian point of view. And I tell you, a lot of Catholic lay people are not buying it at all. Even priests, too. My my inbox uh, is filling up at the American Conservative with uh, letters from angry priests saying, we're innocent here, we did nothing wrong, these bishops are shaming all of us.
2: Yeah. So you're guilty by association. So, yeah. so, so, Rod, as we talk about this, and, and I don't know, I mean, who is, you're writing about this, but are other people talking about this in an active way? Because it's so dangerous right now in the political and social comment that we uh, space that we live in, that when we say homosexual or gay, and especially gay mafia, I mean, that's got to make people nuts from a secular perspective. You know, we're bigots, we're homophobes, and, you know, to point at a power structure within the Catholic Church, and it's controlled by, you know, a small army of gay men who are, are protecting each other, that's inflammatory to a lot of people.
19: Oh, it is inflammatory, but it yeah, but the truth can be inflammatory as well. I mean, it's not being talked about in the secular media. In fact, one of my readers pointed out that the New York Times, in its long report on the grand jury investigation, never once mentioned the word homosexuality. Uh, nevertheless, we've got to talk about it. Uh, It wasn't all uh, boys that were attacked by these priests in Pennsylvania, but according to the Grand Jury Report, most of them were boys. Yes. And uh, this is something that, unless we talk about every aspect of it, including the power aspect, it's not only about homosexuality, but if we leave homosexuality out of it, we're not going to get a clear understanding of what's going on. And I'll tell you, right now in the Catholic Church, this World Meeting of Families coming up in Dublin One of their keynote speakers is James Martin, a Jesuit priest who is trying to normalize uh, homosexuality in the Catholic Church. They're giving him pride of place over there in Dublin at the World Meeting of Families. They're doing this at the same time that the Church is imploding in America because of homosexuality and the priesthood. It's crazy.
2: Wow. So by saying that and placing James Martin in a key spot in Dublin in a speaker's position— then essentially they're saying we're nodding our head and we're just going to go with you know business as usual. What's happening in America really doesn't have a whole lot of play here in the worldwide church.
19: That's what it seems to me. I mean, James Martin was put on the, on the speaking roster a long time ago, but uh, it's, it's just inc- unconscionable that this is happening now. Another one of the speakers is Cardinal Maradiaga of Honduras, who is overseeing right now uh, a meltdown in his own seminary in Honduras over gay infiltration, a bunch of his seminarians signed an open letter saying we're sick and tired of all the gay sex going on in this seminary, and we beg the bishops to help us. Right. Maradiaga has denied that it's happened, and he's attacking the whistleblowers. He's also going to speak at this world meeting of families. I mean, it's it's incredible.
2: Hmm. Wow. Uh, so, he- hearing you say this, uh, in some ways, I-, I mean, I feel despair, and-, and I'm not even part of the or, you know the Catholic Church, so. Is there any hope at all? I mean, you you know, you talk about your inbox being flooded by, by, by good Catholic priests and friends. Uh, I imagine if you're part of the Catholic Church, you wouldn't want to show up at church on Sunday. I mean, in many ways, there's that weird gulf, right? So it's the corporate thing versus your own relationship with Christ, and there's a collision in the middle. I don't know what that's like to be an active and faithful Catholic.
19: Well, I can tell you, this is where I was back in 2005 uh, as a Catholic, and I left the Church, became Eastern Orthodox, as you noted. I'm getting those kind of emails, too, from Catholic friends saying that they're really at the end of their rope. I'm trying to encourage them, don't give up on Jesus. Christ is there. You may have to leave the Catholic Church to hold on to Christ. That's what happened to me. But he is there. Don't forget that. Uh, those who choose to stay in the Catholic Church, well, God bless them, but they're they're going to have to work very, very hard to deepen their faith, strengthen their faith, and to stand up and say, we're not going to take this anymore. This is our church, too, and demand accountability from the bishops. Right.
2: So, Rod, uh, I think it was – is it a year ago or two years ago that you wrote the Benedict Option? came out in 2017. 2017. So the Benedict Option, can you describe that and talk about that as an overlay for what's happening now? And is there the possibility that as you envision the Benedict Option in a modern world, that this might come to fruition? Uh,
19: Yeah, thank you for asking that. I have a piece in the New York Times that just went out today talking about the Benedict Option in relation to this scandal in Pennsylvania. Uh, The Benedict Option is simply my idea for what all Christians, not just Catholics, are going to have to do in this post-Christian world, with the state and the culture becoming more and more hostile to us. I say that we're going to have to dig in deep like the monks of the Middle Ages, go deeper into Scripture, deeper into the practices of the faith, and uh, learn how to be a lot more resilient than we have been, because it's not going to be easy for any Christian. Uh, I advise this for Catholics in particular in the middle of this scandal. Uh, because they can't continue to rely on the structure of the Catholic Church to teach the faith to them effectively, or even to defend it in the case uh, case of these bishops and the, and the protection of their children. What I advise them to do is, even as you stand up and, and demand justice for victims and demand these bishops change, your faith will not survive if you don't pray more, if you don't start fasting more, if you don't go deeper into Scripture— and develop the habits of everyday life in your own family, and your own small community, that will enable you to be resilient. I mean, a lot of Christians have thought that and have known that we're going to be persecuted by the state yeah. as we move further and further away from God in this society. There's no doubt about that. But the greater uh, the greater threat, I believe, right now comes from corruption within the Church. And the Catholic Church is pretty clear where it's coming from, but I think every one of us Christians in America have got to take a strong assessment of of ourselves and our own individual congregations to see whether or not we are able to withstand persecution. Hmm. Right now, I don't think the Catholics can can do that because they can't even trust their own bishops.
2: No. So this atomic bomb that you talked about as you came you came in today, this report, the grand jury report, the essential atomic bomb, in many ways, this may be the linchpin that drives people into the Benedict Option.
19: Well, I I think so, and uh, I I think that it may be a severe mercy, to use uh, language that Mm. the Christian writer Sheldon Van Auken used in his book. For me, as a Christian back in 2005, I was such a a triumphalist Catholic, I really thought I was spiritually better than, than anybody else, and then God humbled me by causing me to report on the scandal. And uh, I, give, I have to give him thanks for that, because it broke me and made me realize how radically dependent I was on his grace. Amen. I'm not telling Catholics they need to leave the church at all, but I am saying, do not be arrogant. Allow the Lord to chastise you in this scandal and bring you to a greater dependence on him.
2: Amen to that. Well, Rod, thanks enough a lot. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for your wisdom and your insight here today. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Rod Dreher, he is the author of The Benedict Option. It's in paperback right now. Highly recommended, especially in light of what's happening here, whether it's the Catholic Church or the greater church as a whole. How do we respond as believers to a new landscape in this world and still be faithful to Christ?
12: Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of People just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now. 800-948-4144. 800-948-4144. 800-948-4144. Does
2: your pillow come with a 60 day money back guarantee? How about a 10 year warranty? Can you wash it, dry it, and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. If you haven't tried MyPillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, MyPillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code
6: WORD. Scripture tells us that God is love and that love for God is shown in how we love our neighbor. We have neighbors who need us right now. That's why Washington City Mission's Love Thy Neighbor donation drive is so critical. Through your support, you can show God's love to someone living without hope the precious souls of men, women, and children who need your help today. Make your donation now at citymission.org
0: and thank you for being a good neighbor. Give today at citymission.org. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy & Hagerman. Estate administration isn't something we do on the side. It's the heart and soul of our practice. Any attorney can write a will, but we have the experience to administer your estate plan properly to achieve the goals we all share. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones you love. How you get there is specific to your situation. So let's talk. Abernethy & Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Time. visit a-h.law
10: after a warm and muggy afternoon we'll stay humid tonight with increasing clouds falling to a low of 67 clouds are mixed with some sunshine tomorrow for another humid day with a shower or thunderstorm around mainly in the afternoon we will rise to a high of 81 and tomorrow night and friday mostly cloudy skies more showers and thunderstorms to contend with a low of 69 tomorrow night a high of 79 on friday I'm Weather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
2: Hey, welcome back. It's a- 5.33. I don't know about you, but about this time of day, you know, on the ride home, I get hungry. I just, it's dinner time and it 's especially amplified today because new Mike and I are here we 're the only two people in the studio right now i 'm
17: not happy about it either
2: I am not out myself either. Yeah, all the salespeople are gone, management they never even showed up today everybody 's out of Kennywood Park and because it 's dinner time. Uh, No doubt. uh, Everyone's having some potato patch fries. Uh, Kenny Woods is with us. He's been out at Kennywood all day long. Hey, seriously, Kenny, um, given your druthers, I'm sure you've had at least one order of potato patch fries. But now that it's dinner time, are you tempted to have a, a, a second order of bacon and cheese potato patch fries?
4: Yeah, John, that uh, that would cover all the major food groups right there. We might have seconds on that. We're here at the Parkside Cafe, Word FM Day at Kennywood Park. This report brought to you by J&D Waterproofing. And uh, we've got some folks who are enjoying some food right now. What's your name?
5: My name is Marcia.
4: Marcia, where are you from?
5: We're from uh, McMurray.
4: Okay, and uh, you just had some delicious, delicious. food.
5: French fries and some chicken strips. Yes,
4: sounds good. That's that's what you want to eat when you come to Kennywood.
5: Perfect.
4: Now uh, you're here because your grandson is in the one yes. of the band parades tonight.
5: Yes, he's in the Cannon and Mac van, and they're going to be marching at eight o'clock this evening. So we came to be a part of the celebration all day.
4: All right, the big uh, fall festival going on now. How many? Do you know how many bands? I think there were about eight, maybe. There's nine. Okay, nine nine bands, so you still have time to get on out here and enjoy that. Now, you came today because it's Word FM Day, and you heard about it on the radio.
5: Absolutely, I heard about it, and that's how I got my tickets. It saved me some money.
4: Good, good for you. Hey, and there's still time for you to do that. We're going to be here this evening. Uh, We'll be here until 6, until uh, John and Kathy are done. But uh, if you have a chance to get online, go to wordfm.com slash Kennywood, and you can get your tickets. It's $23 off today. Get your tickets. Come on down. Hey, thanks for talking
18: with us. Sure. Enjoyed it. I love it here.
4: All right. We are having fun at Kennywood Day. I'm Kenny Woods at Kennywood Park for Word FM. Back to you, John.
2: Thanks, Kenny. I wonder if Kenny gets like special free admission because he's like the only guy in the world named Kenny Woods. Which is kind of weird. I mean, what were his parents thinking? I gotta tell you, I mean, mom and dad, you know, let's name our kid after an amusement park. <laughs> I mean, does, is his sister named Ida Wild? I, that's, which is also kind of weird. Anyway, uh, Mike and I, we, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of outside of the the fun today. We're, we're here down holding the fort down, which is good. You know, we're happy to be here, but maybe after the show, we're going to drive out there and, uh, uh, Kennywood going to be open uh, long enough for us to get some fries and see the marching band. So hope that you come out as well. As Kenny said, those tickets on sale right now, wordfm.com, 23 Smackers. Isn't there also, I think that there's like a, a new ticket, like a nighttime ticket where you can go in like even cheaper. I think there might be. For for those of us who like to sit and just people watch, like
15: a late night pass.
2: Yeah, exactly. You just want to hang out. I don't necessarily want to ride. Right. I just want to, you know, have some fries and sit, you know, and look people, watch people walk by.
17: I, I'm sorry. I just. I just
2: <laughs> you think that's weird or
17: something? I think that is the weirdest thing. What? Why is that if, weird? If I was walking past you and I didn't know you, and yeah. you're like grilling me, I'm not grilling I'm you. Throw my potato patch fries. At I'm you.
2: just Mike. Are you not a student of you know human activity? I just um, people are very curious and odd and f- and fascinating and wonderful.
17: I want to check them out. I do that at Walmart because I feel I feel like there's fascinating people at Walmart. Well, yeah, well, but not at Kennywood because well, I'm too busy, you know, trying to ride Steel Phantom. Or yeah,
2: whatever. well, you know, just, uh, well, listen, Phantom's go, Revenge. I'm sorry. Here's the deal: we go out tonight. We have our fries together. We'll find a bench. We'll sit down, and I will school you in the finer arts of people watching. All right, okay. Let's That's pretty it. good. Here we'll take a break, come back. Um, we've been talking all day long about the Grand Jury Report released yesterday. Uh, next, we're going to talk to someone from SNAP, Survivors Network of Those Abused by priests. Stick around. The ride home.
3: 101.5 WORD. Turning Point
4: with David Jeremiah. So if we're Christians today, we walk around and we're wearing the holiness
7: of Jesus. When God the Father looks at us, though we are sinful... He doesn't see
6: us. He sees the clothes we wear, the holiness of the blessed Savior.
4: Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The God You May Not Know, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD.
1: Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retiring. Call Kirk Kanodic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment
8: Solutions, Inc., Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth, that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's new book, On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles, at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and select Costco stores.
0: at Truck.net. Finding a Christian school that meets your students' needs and your high standards is simple. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net and discover Greater Pittsburgh's best Christian schools, links to their websites, location information, and more pittsburghchristianschools.net.
5: I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me.
6: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. The 30 years that
7: I've been associated uh, on and off with the Diocese of Pittsburgh, that's not, there, would not, there would not be
14: cover-ups. This is not a matter that is subject to interpretation or opinion. It is fact. If you look at the documents contained in the Church's own secret archives that both then-Bishop Wuerl and Bishop Zubik had access to, uniquely had access to, it is clear that the cover-up occurred in the Pittsburgh Diocese as lo- along with every other diocese in Pennsylvania.
2: Um, That was Bishop Zubik first and then Josh Shapiro, the second voice in a rebuttal to Bishop Zubik talking about uh, the release yesterday, the Pennsylvania grand jury report on sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. We've been talking about this all day long, t- today and yesterday. And um, right now, we're happy to welcome to the Word FM Airwaves, uh, Judy Jones. Uh, Judy is part of uh, SNAP, which stands for Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. And Judy, w- welcome to the show today. Thanks for being with us.
17: Uh, thank you for having me.
2: Judy, I-, I know that you've spent probably most of today talking to to the media. And probably this is, you know, in, in some ways... Um, as difficult as it's been for you also welcome in that for the first time people are paying attention to the stories of those abused uh, i'm sure yesterday as you watched the um the press conference and uh, heard the grand jury report you had to have some sort of relief that finally people were out there and saying yes we see the horrors perpetrated on people who've been abused by the catholic church yeah
17: yes that's exactly right um, victims are feeling a, a sense of release, relief and a sense of justice. Their stories are finally getting to be told, and people are believing them. The news, is, all of the news, it's going all over the world now. Uh, this news about Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report, and I even, today, I got a call from a victim in Europe. Wow. So it's, that is the neat thing that that is happening for victims. Their stories are out there now, and they are being believed.
2: So talk to us about your, your connection to SNAP. Were you yourself a victim?
17: Uh, my brother was sexually abused by our longtime parish priest where I grew up in eastern Ohio, there along the Pennsylvania border, and uh, he, he was sexually abused in uh, my mother refused to believe it. How old was he? He was raised, he, he was about 15, and um, my mother refused to believe it. She was raised, she was so Catholic, we were the oldest of 11 kids, I'm the oldest of 11 kids, wow. and that's how Catholic we were raised, and, and to me that is so sad I'm a mother and a stepmother, and I don't understand how you cannot believe your own child. Right,
2: right. Well, that just goes to show the power, especially for another yes. generation, where, you know, the priest was Jesus to them. He was holier right. than holy, exactly. so the priest could never have done anything like that. Yep,
17: that's exactly right.
2: So then your brother's 15. He was abused by the priest. He told your mom. Your mom refused to believe him. Then yeah. what was that like in his life?
17: Well he He became a staunch Baptist minister <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and it, that it is kind of funny he he lived in his small little world, he had a little church, and he lived in his small little world, and that's where he felt most comfortable fabulous he, he didn't want anybody to know he didn't. he didn't associate with me very much because I worked with snap now for sixteen years and and he really Wanted to just stay to
2: himself about it. I see. So you through that uh, through that connection with your brother, you found your way into Snap. And talk to us about Snap. I mean. Um there's a lot of people who gather under this umbrella of SNAP, and they they come together. I'm sure it's got to be a balm for those people who meet and have conversations, especially because they weren't believed or they were marginalized in this uh, abuse, the sexual abuse. So as they come together, there's got to be a little healing going on there, a lot that's, of healing.
17: Yes, that's exactly right. Um, that, that, in fact, that's one of the things that SNAP does. We hold support meetings and so that victims can get together victims and supporters can get together and realize that they are not alone that's that's the biggest thing that has happened with victims when they've been sexually abused as a kid they think they are the only one they blame themselves sure. they wonder why this happened to me or how did I make this priest do this to me you know some of the things i mean they're just kids
5: yeah
2: so what about the, the Catholic Church? Have they ever sent representatives? Have priests showed up? Has there been any, any meetings between people from SNAP and the Church itself?
17: No, no. In fact, I, over, over the, my years of working with SNAP, I've done press events in several different cities, and I have delivered, I think, oh, about a dozen letters to, to bishops uh, during the press event, and I have yet to meet one bishop.
2: Wow. That speaks volumes, doesn't it?
17: Yes. That's
2: what I think. So yep. you get together, you you help each other, you help to heal each other. You're not going to hear from the church, but essentially this is excellent work that's being done. And I'm sure now because the grand jury report in Pennsylvania, and there's other states that are also involved in grand jury reports as well, you're going to see your membership grow because of this, aren't you?
17: I I hope so that all the victims that can find us uh, that are out there still suffering in silence. And, and uh, my, our biggest thing is this is happening in Pennsylvania. Every, every diocese there now has been uh, investigated by the Attorney General. This needs to happen in all the states. It sure does. It's run the same. The whole church, the way it's run. It's all run the same. It's not just happening in Pennsylvania.
2: Amen to that. Well, Judy, God bless you, dear. I mean, thank you so much for your advocacy and for your work with SNAP and for those survivors who are coming together and receive some small uh, portion of healing here on Earth and uh, greatly admire your work. So thank you so much.
17: Thank you for having me. The
2: pleasure's been mine, truly. Uh, Judy Jones, Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priest. It's called SNAP, and you can find it uh, uh, on the the World Wide Web at snapnetwork.org. SNAP. This is really interesting. I highly recommend this. Really good work done. Hey, um... My email is uh, johnhall at wordfm.com. com. you want to reach out and talk to me about this, uh, you feel free because uh, people, you know, uh, we're talking, we spent yesterday's show and today's show as well talking about this. Even though, you know, inherently we are not Catholic, you know, you know, we are not uh, uh, Catholic p- members of the church, we are Christians. And, and say what you will, you know, we are all under the body of Christ. Uh, certainly there is some um, uh, variations in teaching, but uh, you, you got to call yourself a Christian. Uh, we're happy to let this light shine and uh, to, to know that people who have been suffering because of sexual abuse by priests and bishops and all the way up to the Vatican, they are finally getting some sort of relief that this is being talked about in, in this uh, in this arena. It's really valuable to do this. I mean I mean you wonder about this how how as a body of Christ spiritually have we gotten to this place? I mean, really? How have we gotten to this place spiritually? How does this happen? I mean, this whole environment, when you read this report, please, 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 as heinous and as sick and as ugly and as twisted sexually as this is, it's imperative. I believe it's imperative that you read this, you see Man's inhumanity to man. In the name of Jesus, these people, these men have done this to these little boys and girls. And it goes on to this day in seminaries and across the country, and especially here. This is in our own backyard. I think, you know, as I was reading this last night, you know, I'm thinking about, remember the, you know, Pittsburgh someplace special. And of course it is. It's a fabulous place. And, you know, you don't want it to be sullied by a few, you know, not a few, by many perverts. I mean... You want to call me? 800 320 8255. 800 320 8255. We took phone calls yesterday. What are your thoughts about this? I mean, how have we gotten here spiritually to this point where there is this demonic darkness? And, and I've said this earlier today. I truly believe that th- this is of the devil, that we are surrounded by evil in this, in the midst of this. And so it's more than necessary to talk about this. We really need to talk about this on a regular basis because what we think, you know, because you're an Episcopalian or you're a Methodist or you're a Presbyterian, you're immune from this? Heck no. I mean, anywhere where there's leadership and there is talk of Christ and there's worship of Jesus, the devil's there. You know, he is the devil's there and he is going to mess with you. He messes with me. He does. I know I know he does. And, you know, here we are at 50,000 watts. Uh, yeah, he's taking hits uh, on me. I, I have no doubt about that. And I bet you, you know, wherever you are in your life, if you're a committed Christian, if you're a believer, he's messing with you as well. The darkness. How did we even get to this place? Yeah, phones are ringing. Uh, you want to join us? 800-320-8255. I'll take a few minutes here. And uh, I think I've got a couple of minutes before we leave the air for the day to, to go. Can we do this? Can I do this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the phones right now. Uh, okay. There's Susan. Hey, Susan. Hey, thanks for calling. You're on the air. How you doing today?
16: Oh, it's actually Terry. That's my wife's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, believe me, I don't look at all like Susan. <laughs>
2: don't mess with me, Terry. How you doing, man? <laughs>
16: hey, yep. uh, I just want to say this. I mean, a couple things, just commentary. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm paraphrasing scripture here, but scripture says. Uh, better that you have a stone hung around your neck and thrown in the ocean that hurt one of these little ones. Got that right. And what has gone on with these kids, and people have heard rumors for years, I mean, you know, but but what's gone on with these kids is just just brutal. Horrible. And what's hard to accept is that if these priests and bishops and cardinals truly accept Christ, that he died for their sins, then they're forgiven that's hard to understand and hard to accept but it also doesn't take away the consequences there's a consequence to everything we do yep. here and in in uh in our afterlife in, in in heaven when when we go there and i i don't know how to justify this and what concerns me is is that in all denominations there's been pastors with hookers there's been pastors messing around there's been pastors in denominations that were found to be Homosexual to other adults. Okay, sure. yep. they're all sin and dealt with. But this is a concerted, widespread effort that has just crushed generations of kids. And and I, what scares me is that the Attorney General yesterday said that um, they don't think they got them all.
2: No, that they're still out there, and there's a cover up going on.
16: Yeah, yeah, and that's just it. And it's going to take a radical. Um, correction by the Church for them to earn back any kind of, I think, respect. Uh, there's, I think what's happening, and I've talked to some people that are Catholic, that I know, and family members, that this was kind of like the final rude root, root awakening. Yeah. And I, I'm not here to slam the Church, I don't mean that. No, That's of course not, neither am I. where they are.
2: Right, exactly
16: the way they are yeah
2: it's it's black and white i mean you read that report thanks terry appreciate the phone call that's a good thought but yeah you read the report in black and white you you can't deny it and the cover-up around that demonic darkness evil there's no doubt about it take a quick break stick around it's the ride home here on word fm always a pleasure to be with you be back in a few
6: This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. It's been a long time since you had your will written, and a lot's changed since then. It's always a good idea to review your documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we understand the nuances of elder law and how changes to Medicaid, veterans' benefits, and the tax code can affect your estate and the people most important to you. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a hlaw that's A H dot law.
3: Life doesn't stop on the weekends, and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull.
5: For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. Matt is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G.
2: Hey, we've been checking in with Kenny Woods all day long because it's Word FM Day at Kennywood Park. And uh, Kenny is back with us once again. Kenny, uh, here's the deal. We love Timmy the intern. I mean, he is a little goofball. But apparently there have been reports that uh, Timmy the intern has run a file of Kennywood security for repeated line jumping. Kenny, please, my friend, tell me this is not so.
4: Yeah, John, it wasn't for line jumping, it's just for jumping in general. He's a a very excitable young man. Uh, We're over here at the Wave Swinger. (laughs) It's good to hear. Because Timmy, (laughs) he really wanted to meet Beth Snodgrass, you know, from Kennywood Memories. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I tried to explain to him that that was filmed years and years ago, that... Beth Snodgrass has moved on with her life, but he didn't quite get that. Anyway, uh, we're having fun here at Word FM Day at Kennywood Park. And we would love to see you here. this update being brought to you by J&D Waterproofing. Now, uh, it's not too late. I know it's getting late in the evening, but Kennywood will be open for a while. They've got uh, eight or nine high school marching bands here. We've seen Stowe Rocks. We've nice. seen Canon Mac. We've seen Mars. We've seen all kinds of bands that are going to be marching later on tonight. So that's always a fun time. Come on out. Enjoy the bands. Enjoy the parade. And don't forget to get your $23 discount if you're a Word FM listener. It's not too late to do that. Just go to WordFM.com slash Kennywood and you can do that. We've been having some fun here. We were over at the uh, Parkside Cafe, so we'd love to be able to meet you. Stop on by, say hi, maybe win some Word FM prizes at Kennywood Park on Word FM Day. I'm Kenny Woods from nice. 101.5 WORD. Back to you, John.
2: Thanks, Kenny. I think you're having a good time out there, and here's where we are, in the studio, and we're going to join you in a little bit, though. Get out there for Word FM Day, hey. Um, I apologize. I, I, I you know, we wanted to go the phones, and now I'm running out of time. Mike, do I have any time at all left? I got a minute. Ah, uh, okay, so I can't take a phone call. I, I just can't. All right, but listen, I'm. Um, believe me, um, you know, we talked about this at length yesterday, and the entire show today. So we are going to revisit this because. I mean it's too big to ignore it's too too big to act as though you know the world's going on and everything's cool and uh there's this grand jury report and thousands of kids and catholic priests and pedophilia and uh, homosexuality and the seminaries and a cover-up and the bishop and the cardinals and all that I mean it's just you can't make this stuff up it's In the darkness of the spiritual uh, horror, which is the devil in the midst of this, the devil, evil, the cover of all that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray harder than I've ever prayed. And I hope that you join me as well, that there is peace and light and grace and forgiveness. And I would encourage you as well. Let's start to fast. Let's fast as a means of spiritual eradication.
0: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.